0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen. We here at Thickman Inc. are excited for the football season which is only 25 days away at this point in time and the most entertaining of all sporting spectacles has been going on these past few weeks. Preseason football. I know, I know, contain yourselves. But in all seriousness, preseason football has some value but not as much value as people like to attribute to in my humble opinion. I don't put much stock into it unless a rookie does really bad or a veteran just looks really cooked but it's a good way to tell who is completely ill-prepared and who's past their prime. Tristan thinks a little bit differently, though. I mean, I think
1: I think we all can understand that when it comes to projecting a team's success, the preseason does not have an immense amount of value. I mean, we all famously know that the 0-16 Lions went 4-0 in the preseason. They were one of the worst teams ever. The 2017 Browns went 4-0 in the preseason, and they went on to lose every single game. The 1972 Dolphins, who were the only undefeated team to ever win a Super Bowl, went 3-3 and in the preseason. Hold on. They
0: had six preseason games back then. Dear Apparently, God. that's the players what- Players Association must have hated
1: that. <laughs> that's, that's what I found as far as the preseason record goes. End result of these preseason games does not really matter when it comes to how good the team's gonna finish the regular season out. Where I do think these preseason games matter immensely is giving high round picks a taste of the speed of the NFL and how different it can be from college football. This gives players like Justin Fields' past weekend, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson an idea of what it is like to play against NFL players and to play against NFL defenses. It also allows players that are extremely unknown to make a name for themselves and make their team's roster. If preseason football did not exist, we would probably never have known who Victor Cruz was. He dropped 145 and three touchdowns versus the Jets in the first week of the preseason, got injured, wasn't even able to play a single regular season game his rookie year. Not many teams would have held on to him if he didn't show anything during the preseason. Victor Cruz then also went on to become one of the best wide receivers on a Super Bowl winning Giants team so from that standpoint I think it is very important giving players a taste of the NFL and giving some unknown players who may want undrafted or drafted in the seventh round a chance to make the roster and make an impression on NFL teams now when it comes to projecting known talents like the Mac Joneses the Trevor Lawrences and the Justin Fields when they're playing in the preseason where I don't think it matters as much as also projecting their success moving forward like Mac Jones he looked really good in his preseason debut Justin Fields put up some really good numbers. Trey Lance had an incredible throw down the sideline of the field. This does not mean they're going to be good during the regular season. Defenses are not calling their most complex schemes. Teams are not going to put their best players out in the field. And we've seen quarterbacks in the past do exceptional in the preseason. Deshaun Kaiser had a very good preseason and then went on to be a terrible quarterback thus far. And I assume he's going to continue to be terrible. Well, to be fair, he's in the NFL, so he's not that bad. Well, every NFL player is obviously good enough to be a professional in their respective in their sport and then when it comes uh, I know Isaiah is going to love this throwback because he just loves him as a player Daniel Jones during the preseason prior to his rookie year was 29 for 33 for 408 yards and two touchdowns over four preseason games those are absurd stats and you would have hoped that over the last two years he's played that he would have carried that into the regular season spoiler alert he has yet to do that has been a turnover machine and has not looked very impressive in the slightest only what he is the one long run that wound up with him stumbling.
0: So to be clear, in this intro segment, you've managed to work in not one reference to the New York football giants, but two, explain explaining the value or lack thereof of preseason, just to be clear. Yes, yeah, so and do you, do you have a problem with that, Isaiah? I have many problems with that, because I've been told I cannot <laughs> talk about certain subjects I feel passionately about, but we'll still be talking about those subjects, don't you worry. But... <laughs> So, Enough reminiscing about Dana Jones peaking in preseason. Now we talk about the guys who may or may not be peaking in this preseason. Starting things off, Mac Jones, the chosen one, the next Tom Brady, the savior of the New England Patriots. It looked pretty solid. Had a few nice throws. The one deep down the left side, which got broken out. That was a solid throw. I don't know if that's more of a good defensive play by the cornerback or a uh, bad play by the wide receiver slowing down. Don't get me wrong. A little bit underthrown, but he looked good. Cam Newton, on the other hand, did not look particularly good and the knee-jerk reaction would be okay, roll with Mac Jones week ones to have Cam. And this is the highest level of foolishness. You think Cam Newton, whose game is built purely around his athleticism these days, is going to try and put his body on the line for extra yards or force passes? No. He really shouldn't even be playing these preseason games. He's just there going through the most and showing that he's healthy. Which, hey, good for Cam, but I don't think you can get a good feel of the Patriots quarterback situation. Obviously, Jones looked good good but I doubt Belichick is going to pull the trigger on him starting week one just because of preseason
1: yeah if we've learned anything about Cam's career is that it's sometimes a struggle to keep him healthy so I think you're I agree with you should he really even be playing any of these preseason games at this point he's an established veteran and has an idea of what NFL defenses are going to throw at him and I think Mac Jones arguably had the best preseason debut out of any of the quarterbacks that made their NFL debut. And we both agree that the preseason is not a good determining factor when it comes to how good a player will be in the regular season. When it comes to the Patriots, if they were to decide they see this preseason performance, he puts another preseason per- good performance in in week two, another one in week three, and they decide he's going to start during the regular season. If he goes out week one versus the Dolphins and stinks it up, then goes out week two versus the Jets and is unimpressive again against a pro- worse defense than the Dolphins, it is harder to go back to Cam Newton without an overwhelming amount of media backlash. You are signaling once you put Mac Jones in that he is your guy moving forward and that you're moving on from Cam Newton and his stint with the Patriots. I think if you name Mac the week one starter, also you're going to get media backlash because uh, members of the certain members of the media are going to be upset that Cam Newton isn't getting his one last chance that we all assume he's going to get this year. I personally still believe in Cam Newton and think he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. They're going to be able to create unique schemes with two very good tight ends and a qu- quarterback that can run like Cam Newton and they think they're going to be able to play to Cam's strengths so if I'm the Patriots I'm letting Cam Newton at least play four weeks in the start four weeks in the regular season and then if it's really looking that unimpressive or they really need to make a change in order to create a spark then that's when I think they look to throw Mac in
0: Tristan Bill Belichick has six Super Bowl rings with the Patriots why does he care what the media has to say about the choice he makes at quarterback like assuming the Patriots organization in general gives a shit about what Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless have to say about them's comedy. They're not basing anything off that. If anything, they'd be worried about losing the locker room, but they're the Patriots. Even without Tom Brady, they're a good enough organization where they've earned the right to make those decisions. The pure question is do they think Cam Newton will be better early on for winning football games? And at what point, if at all this season, will Mac Jones be better than him in terms of that criteria? I don't think it's going to be early. I think Cam Newton is going to be just fine starting. He may even just. Con- continue it through the entire season but the idea that the Patriots organization cares what anyone outside the Patriots organization thinks is kind of silly to me but this is getting away from Mac Jones he played well in the preseason he looks promising he made deep throws I wasn't sure he could make in college without receivers having four yards of separation well I think that's an also an added element when
1: you mentioned lose the locker room because I think I mean we have no idea what the dynamic is no one does except for the players that are actually in that locker room right now I think it's safe to assume that Cam Newton's probably one of the leaders on that team based off reports of how he carries himself. So if they were to bench him week one in favor of Mac Jones and not really give him a chance, there could be some potential, I guess, for some of the veterans to be upset by that decision.
0: And then those veterans get shipped off to Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) And if Mac doesn't produce, then there's another
1: added element there. So you think Cam will start week one. I also think he'll start week one, and I think he should start week one.
0: Yeah, this, saying all this, it would make you think that, oh, Cam Noon would have some backlash about not being the star. Cam Noon has handled Mac Jones being drafted exceptionally well, and that probably does play a factor as well as why he will continue, maybe even if he's not a starter, to be in the Patriots organization. So, in Jacksonville, a quarterback battle is brewing between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. And in the long run, it's no question Lawrence will be the starting quarterback for a good while. But Gardner Minshew's played better than him in the preseasons. Got the track record of being successful in the NFL, even if his teams aren't so much successful. And a bit of a learning experience for Trevor Lawrence, which is a very polite way of putting it. Didn't look unimpressive by any means. He just kind of went through the schemes, through his passes, completed. What was it? 66% of them. Not bad. But didn't exactly have a feel for the pocket yet, which is understandable. Both through the fact the Jaguars' O line is terrible, and through the fact it's an NFL rush. Like he. Was- Was probably not gonna say the least impressive quarterback, but he didn't perform as well as people thought it would. And again, it's preseason football, it doesn't matter. He didn't stink the joint up, he just looked baby deerish out there. That'll come within a few games.
1: And I'm even going to take it maybe a slight step forward. I think he was the least impressive. Now, I will say, I don't think all of the quarterbacks that started, none of them were unimpressive. I think they all showed a little bit of something. But to me, Trevor Lawrence seemed the most gun shy and he seemed the most hesitant in the pocket with decision makings he took two sacks where he seemed like he maybe could have done something to step up in the pocket on the second one or he could have been able to get the ball out of bounds or something to avoid the sack and he seemed just hesitant and the best play of his debut while it was a nice throw it was an even better catch and crazier catch by marvin jones better play by the receiver it is just the preseason and they were playing the browns who have an extremely deep roster so that is an element of it and this is the jaguars who were the worst team in the nfl last year and do have a brand new nfl head coach in urban meyer so i think it was the least impressive debut if we had to rank impressiveness to me his was the least impressive
0: Uh, but again it's trevor lawrence I'm fairly confident in saying unless that old line is Colts with Andrew Luck-esque levels of terrible, he's going to be just fine. But more importantly, another NFL player made his debut in Jacksonville. Different position than Mr. Lawrence, although if you go back a few years, maybe not. Tim Tebow started a tight end for your Jacksonville Jaguars trust. I'm excited by this. And there was a block which made the rounds where Mr. Tebow does not exactly do a bang-up job. And I'm going to come on here and defend the results and critique the because he technically accomplished his job. The defensive end, who he flailed into pathetically, was not going to be able to get back into play because Tim Tebow is there. But the form, the lack of aggression blocking, I'm not going to say cowardice because that doesn't seem like the word. they doesn't have the desire to go hit someone, which is fairly important for blocking at high levels. If Tebow doesn't learn how to block and he's not a real threat in the passing game, I find it very unlikely he will be on the roster. I say that, but I think Bebo will figure out a block, but this was not a very good first showing for the former Heisman winning quarterback. He did look like
1: a bit of a deer in headlights. <laughs> he looked like someone who definitely transitioned from quarterback to baseball and then to tight end. It didn't look like he'd been playing the position for that long, which he hasn't. And I did see one play even where he ran, oh, it looked like a curl or a shorter route where he was wide open. A receiver went in behind him, a receiver went in front of him, and the ball went to, in the same exact spot, went to the receiver instead of him. So I did feel kind of bad for him there. I don't think he winds up making the roster, especially with some pressure for the Jaguars to win with now Trevor Lawrence on the roster. What,
0: do you think they're going to pressure him to put Tebow in at quarterback? No. (laughs) (laughs) Having Tim Tebow there is not going to hurt the Jaguars' chances of winning. It probably is going to help, even if he's not that much of a factor on the field. Good locker room presence. You want Tim Tebow in your life and in your football organization.
1: Whatever you say. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to another rookie quarterback who who made their debut and anyone who has ever listened to me talk about Justin Fields knows that I'm a massive fan of what he brings to the table and Isaiah knows as well as anybody I was close to shedding tears when the Giants traded back in the draft and did not draft him honestly I did not get a chance to watch his game live and when I saw his stats after the game the social media post from ESPN Bleach Report I was like damn he popped off but then when I went back to watch every single one of his plays I saw that he had a bad fumble forced the ball into double coverage that probably probably should have been picked if the corner made a play on the ball. And one of his biggest throws down the field was arguably a much better catch by the receiver than it was a throw by Fields. His one touchdown pass was wide open to a tight end. There wasn't any defender within 20 feet of him. So any any quarterback could have made that throw. I I think as a passer, he was okay. He looked decent. And then when it comes to running the ball, he definitely was elite. He showed off how fast he was. A lot of people like to laud Trey Lance prior to the draft that he was best at running the ball out of the rookie quarterback class. I think he did show off a lot of that ability. I just think when he saw the stats and a lot of people are throwing stats around, because he did have the, on paper, best stats, I guess, out of the rookies who made their debut, I don't think the passing performance was all that impressive.
0: Oh, look, you can say what you want. You've said stats about five times in that last sentence there, but from where I'm sitting, he played against a not-so-good defense's second units, and Mr. Fields had the audacity, the bravado, the cojones to go and give this little quote in this post-game interview. It was actually kind of slow to me, to be honest. And you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of our dear friend of the show, Tua Tungvaloa, who said, oh, I thought the NFL defenses would be harder, who then had a terrible four-week stretch and got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, performance was fine, but b- saying cocky stuff like that in preseason is just kind of, I don't know, concerning to me in a way. Feels like you're setting yourself up to eat a big old slice of humble pie. But it was fine. Nothing really to write home home about. You don't hang your hat on that one. Look my at a good preseason game.
1: I still really like Justin Fields. Would I want him to be the Giants quarterback? Yes, because I'm that big of a fan of him. I, I think, think you just
0: don't want Daniel Jones to be the Giants quarterback, <laughs> which is very understandable. That,
1: that may be true.
0: And moving on to the quarterback playing
1: for the one of the other teams in New York, Zach Wilson. I think while he also didn't play that much, like Trevor Lawrence, he didn't get that many attempts. I think he looked very composed in the pocket. Did not seem that rattled by the speed of the nfl he made every play that was asked of him every pass he made was accurate there's really only one pass i saw that you could maybe argue was a bad throw when isaac yadam jumped a slant route to Corey davis making cory davis unable to make a play on the ball so i think zach wilson looked really good didn't make any mistakes Granted, didn't have that many attempts, but I think he had a good showing, or as good as you can in the playing time that he had.
0: Zach Wilson was also going up against by far the weakest defense of all the preseason quarterbacks we've talked about, but getting away from that, look, him and Trevor Lawrence are the day one starters. I disagree with Zach Wilson's placement in that position. I'm still not exactly sold on his NFL readiness based on that old small stool stuff, but there is no reason the Jets or the Jaguars should be having these guys throw up more than 10 Times a game and they didn't credit those organizations. It's just to get a feel. He looked fine. The passing complete were simple. He didn't make anything where like, oh man, he really slung that one deep and showed off his arm strength or Oh man, he really crammed that in a tight window. I didn't see any of that. But again, limited sample size, so you shouldn't be playing your starting quarterback in preseason.
1: And I, I <laughs> it's the weakest defense. I know you're just saying that because of the Giants. I also, I'm assuming I, not a lot of the Giants starters were playing on defense. I didn't take a look at the actual guys who. Wound up playing I just know on the offensive side of the ball they didn't start one starting skill position player they didn't even play in the game except for Darius Slayton who had one catch so the Giants weren't exactly going out there to give (laughs) Zach Wilson the best look.
0: So Trey Lance had what I think is a very impressive throw down the sideline resulted in a meaningful catch touchdown and that's what i need to see from trey lance i need to see if the arm strength was going to translate well into the nfl the decision making the running that probably the running's probably close to nfl level but all that stuff the throwing in tight windows that will come trey lance is under no pressure to come in and immediately start he's got jimmy Garoppolo there who has been in that system knows it can run the offense just fine trey lance might not even start for the first uh 10 15 games of the year like, he is under no pressure. He just needed to go out there and show that he can play. Obviously, it wasn't going to matter what he did. He was still going to be their number two option at the worst. But seeing him make that throw makes me confident that the 49ers made the correct pick. They took a chance on a small school guy, and it's going to work out for him.
1: Well, I think we definitely saw his talent level in his preseason debut with that long throw down the sideline, and we saw that he does possess the arm strength, and it was just, again, some of the decision-making where he tried to maybe force the ball into a couple tight. Tight windows where there were chiefs defenders and the receiver didn't have a real chance at making the catch and then there was one out route on the sideline that was dropped but he did it, he showed the ability to throw outside the numbers there so i think he had a good preseason debut i think we saw a lot that he's going to be a capable quarterback in the nfl and i think it depends on how good jimmy garoppolo does to start of the season because i'm assuming he's going to get the start i think he will wind up getting a start but it, they're in the hardest division in the nfl so if the 40 49 start losing a couple games early I think there's gonna be a lot of pressure from the media from the fan base even from maybe members of the coaching staff or players on the team to put in the more athletic Trey Lance and probably the stronger arm than Jimmy Garoppolo
0: well look uh, you talk about the 49ers losing games early. they gotta start their season off with the Lions and the Eagles so I don't think they well, should be that n- concerned <laughs> that's true <laughs> They're rolling with Garoppolo. There's no way they upheave someone who's liked in the locker room for a rookie, who probably is not NFL-ready, who reminds me of Patrick the since he needs to do what Mahomes did and sit behind a guy like Alex Smith for a year. Jimmy Garoppolo will be his Alex Smith, but talent's there. Not really much more to say. Our final sports-related topic of the day. As you viewers may know, Tristan and I are based in the great city of Greensboro, North Carolina. Beautiful little place, much better than New York. In Greensboro, there's this college called a&T. And a player who I am very fond of in terms of his NBA career, who has some of the most insane highlights, who dominated the Chinese Basketball League like few others have, who is the sixth man of the year and two-time NBA champion, J.R. Smith, is coming to Greensboro to play golf for AT's golf team. And I am very excited for that. Not just because he's doing something he wants to do, which, hey, good for him. I always like athletes enjoying their lives post-retirement. But this now opens it up for the thick <laughs> manning jr smith interview our forces on the ground based in greensboro will be uh, pounding the pavement looking for jr smith so expect that interview to come across your youtube timeline at some point very soon
1: oh you think we're going to be able to get a jr smith interview you have connections at a and
0: i do have a few friends at a and i'm curious about mr smith's short game though it's stuff like that i'm not going <laughs> to ask him about his time with carmelo anthony i'm not going to ask him about LeBron James. i'm not going to ask him about disney but i'm going to ask him how the greens are rolling <laughs> but shifting away from sports, last week you we talked about if a hot dog was a sandwich, it clearly is. But I pose this question to you, Tristan. Is water wet?
1: Water is wet, and I think anyone who says otherwise, I don't think they really know what they're talking about.
0: See, Tristan, here's the problem with that statement. In order for water to be wet, it's got to be on something. The water itself is not That's just not, is not true. It is if true. The were... definition of wet is it has water on
1: it. If someone, if someone were going, blindfolded you, Isaiah, and they said, here, it was one of those things where it's like, tell me what this is when you touch it, or like you have to describe something if you had to touch it with a blindfold on. And they put your hand in a bucket of water. You would say, or like it's touch water. the surface of the water, touch the water. You'd say it feels wet. It's I'd wet. I'd say Why it's is a it wet?
0: liquid. I wouldn't say it's wet. I'd say it's a liquid. I can't tell you and say, oh, this is wet. No, it's a liquid. It can't be wet. Yes, it can be wet because it's a liquid. It's not, no, a liquid cannot be wet. It has to be on something for that thing to be wet
1: but it makes it wet so it without the liquid it wouldn't be wet it's it's the substance that's making the other thing it's wet. the
0: combination of the substance it's like putting a piece of but ham not, in between though. two slices of bread like you got the bread there the ham is not a sandwich because it makes the two slices of bread a sandwich the water is what makes something wet but it is not wet in its own inherent property
1: all i'm saying is if you were blindfolded and you went to for some reason you're feeling around maybe you're blindfolded folded and stuck in a room? I don't know. But if you went to touch a bucket of water, you'd be like, why is this wet? That's what you would be asking
0: yourself. I wouldn't yourself. be doing why is this wet. it would be going, okay, I just put my hand in some water. What type of simpleton do you take me to? But
1: through? your brain would also go, it is also it's wet. No, it would no, it'd not go, say my that. hand
0: is wet because my hand will have touched water. Because it touched water, so thus water is wet. No, it's not wet because my hand will have the water on it, making my hand wet.
1: But your hand wouldn't be wet without the water. Yes so water is wet
0: no yes there's got to be a combination for something to be wet water in of itself is not wet See, Google's gonna side with me because I'm right.
1: Liquid that makes something damp. So that, which is water. Water is a liquid that makes Read something Read the second wet.
0: part of that, please. Liquid that makes something damp. Yeah, it's gotta make something damp for it to be wet. But it's a liquid that makes something, it's a
1: liquid. Yeah, but so it's gotta water. make
0: something damp for something to be wet. So it's wet. It, it, water's wet. It's not wet. It's gotta make it something to be wet. Viewers, let us know what you think. Is water wet?
1: Anyway, that has been been the podcast if you've not check out some of the interviews that i have done with kevin carter with tj graham we're going to continue with the weekly podcast maybe we'll get some more interviews in the future like jr smith (laughs) if that were ever to happen that'd be fucking cool but like the video subscribe if you somehow had seen her tiktok check her tiktok out listen on spotify if you don't want to listen on youtube that way you can close the app and we will see you in the next one